The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, guys? This is a podcast Beyond, episode 196. I am not Greg Miller. I am Jim Riley. I'm joined by... Ryan Clements. And Colin Moriarty. <laughs> Colin, you're so happy right now. I know, I am. Oh. We're giddy. I'm really not happy, actually. Oh. Uh, Greg is not here no. this week. No. Uh, I am, though. Jim yes. is here. Uh, Greg is uh, going to be busy today yep. at an event. Uh, we were going to try to record early in the morning. It still is early in the morning, actually. It's like 9.30 or something like it's that. It's actually early for me, too. I, I, I'd be just walking in right now, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we had to get the Roper Report early today. We had to do this, that, and the other thing early today. Yep, we listened yep. to a little Lamont and Tonelli on the way to work. Oh, man, it's was... always a, it's a tough call with the Lamont and Tonellis, man. No, I want to get something out of the way real quick, Clements, Jim. Right. Um, this new podcast setup. I was hoping you'd comment on this. I'm not feeling this. Now, I'm not talking about Jim hosting the show. That's great. Jim Jim introduced the show. It's what I used to, to do radio in college, by the Jim way. Jim did do radio in college. That's absolutely true. Um, at uh, what was the university? Uh, it's a fine establishment. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, don't, don't worry. I'm not really that worried about it. I'm just happy about it. Don't worry about so it. So we, we usually have these headphones with, uh, you know, like the little mics coming out, like maybe what a pilot would wear or something like that, or someone in the NSA, maybe at a, at a computer terminal. Now we have these microphones that are bulging out of the middle of the, of the, the, the table here. Right. And so it's more like a radio setup. Now, right. this is problematic, Jim, because you can't lean back and relax. You have to be like right on top of this goddamn microphone. Yeah, no slashing for you anymore, Colin. New, I know. Newsflash, it actually helps you focus and stay energized. I don't know. I mean, the, to me, I, I feel like, you know, I, I like to sit back and ponder. I like to, yeah. to, to absorb what everyone's saying. Now well, I have to sit with my, my neck arched towards this microphone. You can you can sit back and ponder and then lean <laughs> forward when you want to say something. Do, do I sound good to you guys? Yeah, you sound, sound fine. really good. Okay. I, like, in my headphones, I have a, kind of like an echoing. It's, it's okay. This is what happens. All right. It'll sound okay once uh, in the final product. I'm hoping we can bring back the old setup. It's, that's not, it's that's too not late going on. to happen. Too late. I'm very disappointed in the setup. Uh, before we get into anything, I just yeah. want to make sure everybody knows I platinum Demon Souls a second time. Mm-hmm. Took mm-hmm. me about five days. Congrats. Uh, I beat the game in total ten times. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell everyone what happened on Sunday, Jim? Um, I don't remember what happened on Sunday. <laughs> we were supposed to go to dinner. Oh yeah, this okay, was a, so this you, was a serious this, issue. <laughs> Colin blew me off. I didn't. Blow, he sends me a text at ten thirty. Says, oh, "So, what are your plans for?" Because we had discussed the week before that we were going to get dinner on Sunday night. Okay. 
sends me a text at 10 30 says uh hey you just want to know what the plans are for today and then at 12 32 hours later he says well i got other plans up oh, see you later like I that's even, not what i, I haven't i hadn't even got out of bed <laughs> that's not what all right so first of all it was 10 57 <laughs> i text messaged you and i said what time do you want to meet is, is it was the query no 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 it wasn't what time it was are we still on for oh, okay it was something it was something of that nature. something of this nature okay got and it. then and then i went uh, so i did this when i was going out to the supermarket i went i ate breakfast i like went to three different stores i get home exactly two hours later i just happened to pick up the phone he hasn't texted me back so i'm like all right man well i have, I have other plans because it was the day of your barbecue yes what i wanted to know was if if jim wanted to you know maybe come through to the barbecue and then we can go to dinner afterwards but i never heard from you so i just ended up getting drunk at ryan clements I, I, I was sleeping yes, it was such a good time by the way uh barbecue at my place turned out spectacular it was awesome it was, it was the day, day before independence day my god my god but we watched <clears throat> independence day this was the first time i've seen this movie what uh, no no I, I was about to say oh. in in what must be five to ten years mm-hmm. i mean i don't know it's been it's been a really long time but man, we rocked that Blu-ray so hard. We had everybody just hysterical laughing. It's there's a good a part, movie. There's a part of the movie where the dog, or the, they're in the the woman's in the like yes, tunnel, and the, and the dog leaps in. And the dog leaps in, and I, I didn't realize it at first until someone told me afterwards. But at that part, you're like, oh great, the dog made it. But then you realize, oh, millions of people just died <laughs> in the tunnel and in the whole city. Uh, yes, but the dog lived. So the dog okay. made it, and I would like to point out that during the dog jumping section, everybody cheered like yeah, exactly, like, like with great joy in uh, in the room. It was, it was a good time. It's a you know I actually really I mean it's a it's a corny movie, but I actually kind of like that movie. Like I like really it too. like it, Be- and I really like. I think I was talking to you about it, although I was kind of drunk, so maybe it was someone else. Uh, <laughs> about how I really enjoy went like how they have that ship or whatever at area 51 or wherever they're at, they're at and how it was like they they explained the roswell crash and the roswell event as aliens scouting the planet and like one of their ships crash or whatever and so they have them i think that's actually kind of clever and I, yeah. I, I i dig that um and i also like jeff goldblum's character because i was wondering as some people know i think jeff goldblum is probably the worst actor that's ever walked the face of the planet and he no wait I, a minute don't, and, don't and, say and, things you can't take back and I, <laughs> and I was wondering if independence day could just be a spin-off of jurassic park because he is the same character in both but then doesn't he actually die in, in jurassic park or is he live in jurassic park oh i don't know he lives he dr lives. ian they malcolm would never, they would never kill isn't his name yeah no i thought the main guy's name was dr ian malcolm and no. he was no, that was uh, John something. Oh, John. oh, that's right, John. So he lives in Jurassic Park. We're, we're gonna look this up. He lives in Jurassic Park. He does. He makes okay, it so up. this could He's the, the, the Independence Day should be a spinoff of Jurassic Park. Uh, do we have any other business to? Oh, attend I to? just uh, for on, on uh, Demon Souls. So mm-hmm. we were wondering mm-hmm. how I beat it in, in five days. Yeah. So there's a a, a a rare item you have to get to make to craft a weapon to get a trophy. Very difficult to do normally. I got lucky and got it without even trying. And once you get this, it's a pure blade stone, if you, if you know what you're talking about here. Okay. So once you get the pure blade stone, the rest of the trophies are easy to get. Okay. You got to get that one item. And I got it by, by pure luck. So okay. Very that saved cool. me about probably five to ten hours of playing. Now, Jeez. is your plan still to get the, the, plan is to get the European the third, version? Yes, I'm going to get the European version. I'm asking Namco if they can send me a copy because they publish it in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask it a so copy. So actually, it actually registers the separate regions as different like trophy lists. So it's my understanding it's based by who publishes the game. Okay. So Sony publishes the game in Japan, Korea, and the Asian areas, Asian markets. And so... You, all, all those versions will be the same trophy set. Atlas published in North America and then Namco in Europe. So three separate, separate trophy sets. Got but, it. But we, for Dark Souls, we don't know yet who's quite 
Uh, Namco's publishing it worldwide, but we don't know if, if the Japanese and North American. Well, From Software is publishing it by themselves, right? Oh, oh yeah, from, yeah, that's right. That's right. So we so might, have, we might have two. two. Yeah. Well, that's still something to, to aspire to. Yeah. This October. Are right? you how excited on a scale from one to ten? How excited are you? But for a ninety. Dark Souls? A ninety. Like a ninety out of ten. I have a boner thinking about it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that definitely is a ninety out of ten. Then it is a ninety out of ten. So should we get into? Uh, yeah, Colin. I think let's start what, off the show proper. What what, what once what was, was what is right now and forever will be. <laughs> forever the Roper Report. It's time for some news. Okay. Um. So. The biggest story is what I, I suspect everyone will want to talk about, and so I've left it for last because that will be the t- 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 oh, t- t- um, so topic of the week. So let's get into everything else. All right. This is a Dr. Alan Grant, by the way. Alan Grant? Yeah. Dr. Alan Grant. Wow, where did we get John from? Where is there a John? John, I don't know. I'm is sure there one a John of in that movie? No. Is Newman's character named John? It, it's I already <laughs> turned it off. Okay. <clears throat> Number one. According to a report, PlayStation 4 may be coming as soon as 2012. Bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. A Taiwanese manufacturer claims that Foxconn and Pegatron Technology, the companies that make the PlayStation 3, will create an attempt to ship up to 20 million units of the PlayStation 4 by the end of 2012. Most disturbingly, the report claims that PlayStation 4 takes advantage of, quote, body movement-based controls like Kinect. Uh, By the way, uh, you didn't give the disclaimer that this is the news brought to you by Colin Moriarty. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's... uh, Colin's opinions not necessarily reflect those of Beyond or its subsidiaries. Yes, and... uh, Who else is beyond owned that's a good point yeah well it is america's most beloved podcast so we just want to make sure to cover our bases um also i would can you tell me again the name of this manufacturer foxconn and pegatron technology pegatron pegatron is my favorite word now well foxconn's known for all these like worker deaths people die there yeah yeah oh goodness all the time like well, suicides? Yeah, people don't like working there. Well, so I guess we'll just go to Jim because Jim knows things about rumors and speculation. What do you, Jim, th- what do you, do you think say, about Jim? You're calling bullshit. Uh, way I'm calling bullshit. It's yeah. not. It might be announced next year, but it's not going to come out next year. Yeah, I think it won't be announced or and obviously not released next year. No, there's, uh, there's absolutely no way it would get released next year. It's way too. I talked to some developers. They don't have dev kits for whatever this is. So if it was coming out next year, they would have it by now because they would need at least a year. Right. Yeah, or more. Uh, yeah, definitely more. Probably need two years. Were you talking to third parties though? I can't comment any further. Okay. Uh, and um, I think the motion control thing might be correct. I think they could probably gonna do something with like an iToy, oh, new version man. of iToy. Because the move is kind of a go failure away, at this point. Go away. Well, it's not motion. a. I mean, a move is is is. Uh, it's a failure, Colin. It's not a failure. It's just not that fun in most. Well, in most I mean, cases. what what move strictly move games are they releasing besides besides sorcery what other i don't games? know I, I can't believe we actually didn't hear anything about sorcery uh, either but dead, the, Ma- De- dead man's quest yeah dead man's medieval quest. moves well, all the, but, ape escape but most of the move stuff is just thrown in controls for you know yeah. resistance uh bioshock no i agree but but commercially it's not a failure it's sold actually quite well so I just wanted to. Not as well, we don't. We don't. We don't know the breakdown of actual sales for that. Yeah, they don't say like what the navigation controller sales the, are. Yeah, they don't say bundles. Um, uh, but they're also, if it was, com- let's just say it was coming out next year, they wouldn't be able to make twenty million of them in one year. Yeah, I mean that was what kind of threw up the the red flag to me, which was like this doesn't twenty million units is a lot of units. It's almost make. impossible, and they wouldn't have Vita and PS. Four or whatever in yeah. the same year. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So it's bullshit. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we're going to hear anything at all about PlayStation 4 next year, but that's just my theory. Um, 
Yeah. And Vita's that coming out this fall, probably, if at the earliest quarter one, 2012. Uh, I think it's going to, I still think it's going to be uh, this year in Japan only and then early next year. I hope they don't do that to me. They haven't said, I mean, they keep going back and forth on one that's coming out. If it's not region locked, I might just import one because I'm quite excited to get my hands on it for the commute and the trophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, wait, you're going to be playing the Vita in the car? Mm, I'm not going to be able to hear mm, all your enlightening mm, chats. Yeah, I mean, it depends. We might not I be drive driving together, to depending on where. Yeah, I, I drive with clients, depending on where Greg and I live and yeah. Mike Mitchell. Yeah. Um, the one Mike Mitchell. Um, then, I live next door. Hmm? I live next door. Yes, you always talk yes, about we, how you're so close to the office. Yeah, you, really, you really are close to the office. You don't live in like a little like one block by one block area where you don't do anything yeah. but, but leave that. Well, you have to leave that area to go to McDonald's yeah. and Burger Joint. Um, all right, so number two, uh, sad news. Although okay. it could be exciting as well. Uh, news to service that Media Molecule, the developer responsible for a little big planet, is, quote, stepping away from its beloved series. Oh. Uh, so basically the studio wants to, quote, focus on some new ideas, um, which I think is exciting because yeah. that studio is very talented. For uh, sure. But they're still supporting every, like LBB2 with DLC. Final Fantasy VII costumes are coming out in a couple weeks. From Who's making the Vita game? Is it them? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Could be. Um, it seems like all. It seems, I, I don't know for sure, but I mean, it seems like the um, smaller first-party studios are working on the big hmm. franchises for Vita, such as Bend. For I guess Uncharted, right? Who's making Resistance? I, oh, I forget the name of that studio. It's not not Sony Bend. No. What uh, do you mean? What, what Resistance? What? It's a Resistance Vita game, isn't there? No. Not, uh, not that I know of. Oh, it's a you're Killzone. About the it's Killzone. No, you're talking about the Uncharted Vita game. No, I'm sure both of those games are coming to Vita, but I don't think that either of those I are going to I got to look into that. Okay. Um, you uh, may have off oh, the record me, information. No, I don't. I don't. If I do, I will have to delete this segment. <laughs> uh, the Media Molecule. So Sony bought them last year. Yeah. I assume when they bought them, they knew what else they were going to be working on. Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, I, I'm excited to see, you know, this is kind of what we were talking about. I, I think we were talking about it last week, which was... It would be exciting to see like what uh, Naughty Dog, for instance, does after Uncharted. You know, like you kind of want to see what they do next. You don't. They can always go back to Little Big Planet, Medium All, who they can. So, yeah. uh, I, I think, think that, I think they're going to do another Jack and Daxter game. Who? Naughty Dog. Nice. Oh, no. Well, I'm, some, I'm just kidding, actually. By the way, so some not going to make that shit. Some people posted some funny stuff about like I guess Naughty Dog's track record with like their series, and like the fourth game is always a kart racer. <laughs> So maybe we'll get an Uncharted car racer on Vita. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm still waiting for Sony to buy Sucker Punch. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, that would be a smart move. Speaking of, the, speaking of the late to the party edition of Podcast Beyond, I, uh, I'm playing through that infamous twos. Still, thanks, thanks to Colin, who gave me his copy. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And I'm really enjoying it. Came over, I was eating some dinner, but I was glad to uh, run down the copy for you so you can enjoy the Blast Shard collecting oh, and whatnot man. that we've already... Uh, Discussed at length. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get to that game. You should get to it soon because it's very good. Uh, is, it, is it? Oh, oh. Speaking oh. of which, I started playing Castlevania last night too. It's an awesome game. I uh, I like it, but I feel a little sick playing it. Like, <laughs> like it, the it, camera it, motion. When you stand still, the camera still moves like just a little uh, slightly. You're talking about Lords of Shadow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, it's I definitely gotta, very God War like. I got to play that game. I think it's better than God of War. And uh, I, I think that they capture, especially in the middle, what, what world are you in or whatever? I played like the first, I'm um, on like the third level, the bog. I just made it through. Oh, no, so you're I, like in the very beginning. I didn't even make it through the bog. I'm like at the first checkpoint. Well, remember. the game's split into chapters. The first chapter, I think, has five yeah. stages. The second chapter has like 12. I do like how there's different ways to go. Mm-hmm. And you kind of don't really know which way is the, 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 right, the right way. 
Uh, but I guess there's multiple paths through levels. Yeah, well, there's collectibles to find and stuff, and, and the, I really love that game. And it's very I, gamey. I think the I think the, the the game captures like the gothic essence of God of uh, Castlevania, especially in the middle middle mm-hmm. chapters. I think the game's really good. Um, Looks really good too. I gotta I gotta ask this, guys. Mm-hmm. Is anyone else boiling hot in here? Nope. No, I'm I'm comfortable. God, my damn. neck hurts because I have to arch it to to to, uh, to reach this freaking microphone. Well, how, can, can you adjust the mic? No, in? I just want to wear that headset that's sitting there. Should have done that. We're fine. We'll what be, a blunder. We'll be okay. Um, okay, moving on. I think this is exciting news. Uh, it looks like the original Crisis is coming to PlayStation 3. Hmm. Uh, ESRB ratings have leaked for both an Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 version of the game, all but confirming the port's existence. Uh, no, detail, no, no details of service yet about when we can expect the game to launch or if there'll be any extras. Well, the ESRB thing doesn't necessarily confirm that it's coming. All but confirms. I, although, I, although I've ever seen instances where they've actually rated something and have it not come out. Yeah, well, I didn't say they confirmed it. I said all but confirms. Okay. Well, that really does all but confirm that the, the game exists. I could see this being like a download title. I don't know why you'd put this out now on retail. Yeah. So I could see if they're going to do like a download. 20 bucks would be a nice price for it. Or if they're going to maybe package it in with Crisis 2 or something. Like a special edition. I wonder if they're going to address the control issues, because I know that a lot of people had a problem with that power wheel that you had to, like, flip to to do different things. In Crisis 2? In Crisis 1. Oh, I never played Crisis 1. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, didn't you say that Crisis 1 was coming to PS3? Yeah. 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 I, I just didn't, we, were, we Jim had just mentioned Crisis 2 and maybe oh, the okay. game being bundled, so I just wanted to verify what you were talking about. Like, I have no interest in playing Crisis. Well, I do, depending on what the trophies look like. Um, yeah, but I think that's exciting. Although the, the the graphical fidelity of that game is still seems like it's higher than what yeah, consoles can do. But uh, the 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 game just meh, just meh. That's what I've heard. But I was I playing know. on I was playing, are, I was playing on Charles's desk with the, the the new patch that makes it even look better, uh, and it's just meh. Wait, are we talking about Crisis Two or One? Now? Crisis Two. Oh, damn it! Oh, Man, we are talking about to, Crisis Two. Okay, it is hard to keep track. Yeah, I can't. Let's just move on. All right. Uh, is PlayStation Network getting redesigned, Jim? There are rumors that the PlayStation Store in particular is getting a refresh. The rumor states that Sony is trying to, quote, declutter the service in favor of an aesthetic layout with logically marked sections and Rolodex lists. Wow. I don't know what that really means. The blue black background will apparently be replaced by a black background with brighter text colors. I can't say I've actually used a online service like a store, like iTunes or PSN or Xbox, that actually is work, it works and is, is sorted well and it's all, it's all bullshit. No, yeah. one, no, no one knows how to do anything, I guess. Yeah, the PlayStation store, store. Is, is not very, not very good. Like you can't find anything on iTunes. You have to like know what you're looking for before you find it. Uh, how? What are you talking about? What? Well, how can you not find something on iTunes? You can only just view the, the most popular, the most downloaded, but you can't just view like I want to know uh, action games or games that are between two and three dollars. You can't. You have to know what you're looking for before you even go on iTunes. There aren't. I thought there were sorting filters you could use. There's not. Not on my iPad. I'm. I'm looking oh, at. Well. Maybe that's the problem. I can't find bullshit on that. Uh, that's probably for the best, though. That you can't find bullshit. Uh, PSN redesign, eh, I think it's fine. The way it is now. I wish they would just work on download speeds, personally. But yeah, the only way that's to. really going to be fixed is if they start charging. So, But uh, I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. Um, when was the last redesign? When did they do the... I mean, it used to run off the browser. That was a long time ago. Oh, man. Yeah, that was years ago. I years, that, years and years. Last, I think that was really the last like time. Like a fucking decade ago, man. I know. It was a real long time ago, before the internet even existed. I know. It was just a bunch of pipes with water flowing through it, and then they would pump the data <laughs> into the water. And then hamster, would, hamsters would, on wheels. You would drink the water, and the, you would get the data. That sounds more high-tech than the internet. Um, 
Number five. Today, Bethesda announced a new first-person shooter called Dishonored. It's being developed by Arcane Studios, who helped develop Bioshock 2. Little else is known about the game right now other than that it's coming in 2012. Jim, thoughts? Uh, I'm always down for more cyberpunk futuristic games. What's the name of this? Dishonored. Ryan Clements, it's called Dishonored. It's a dumb name. Oh, man. But uh, they, I like uh, it. you got the uh, one of the lead designers from the original Deus Ex on this. One of the Half-Life 2 guys on here. Ooh. They've got a nice little team going there. It's a nice, nice little team. So I'm, I'm uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested. All right. I don't know. I feel like we have too many first-person shooters. It's but. like it's very stealth. It's a stealth game, and you can apparently you don't have to kill anybody. You don't have to. That'd be cool. So it's very it's not going to be just like a gears game where you run around shooting people. Yeah. So sounds like a first-person Metal Gear to me. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'm 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 down. Um. Speaking about, you know, we'll save the Metal Gear talk for later because there has been there's some... There's Metal Gear talk. There's been, well, there's been some dis- disgruntled readers about Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> yes, there The game's, the game's we'll, terrible, by we'll, the way. Yeah, I don't like that game either, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, to, uh, we'll get to it. Uh, number six, Harmonix, the studio behind the original Guitar Hero games and Rock Band, and most recently Dance Central and Dance Central 2, have announced its new game. It's called VidRhythm. <laughs> well, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't come out and announce it. Oh, they, they just, didn't? They confirmed that... It exists. There was a trademark filing for the name Vid and they, Rhythm, and, and they said, like, yes, that's a project we're working on. Okay, so I'm sorry. It's called Vid Rhythm. But yes? yeah, yeah. And uh, we have no other details on the game. Uh, vid, vid Rhythm? Vid Rhythm. So I, I, imagine really, it, I really hope it's not like a, like a motion game again. Oh, I'm sure it's, it is. It's probably going to be. When Dance Central, right? Dance Central, not... Yeah, Dance Central. Dance Central sold uh, over a million copies, so yeah. I, I suspect it will be motion. Is it, is it so hard that I just want like uh, amplitude HD? I've been saying it for how many years? Well, they're on working this on multiple. They're working on multiple projects, so this isn't the only thing they're working on. Man, I hope that they just bring. It I imagine they're gonna put out a downloadable game like that. Yeah, it makes sense. That would be awesome. And then you could just like buy new songs on the store, and then just update it. Mm-hmm. And then, oh man, put it on your play on your Vita. Put it on the Vita. Yeah. Ah, it's yeah. like a recipe for success. Why aren't they doing this? Everything should be on the Vita. Yeah, everything. Uh, number seven, uh, this really wouldn't interest anyone in this room, but it would have interested Greg. DC Universe Online now has a cash shop. The marketplace allows for in-game microtransactions using Sony Station Cash, which is purchased with real money. Speculation is abound that this, this signals DCUO's transfer to free-to-play, but there's no more information on if that's the case or not. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, Greg would be the only one that really would be able to give insight into that. Jim, you have no insight into this, yes? I don't give a shit about any of that. Yeah. And Clements, I imagine you don't really care about that either. Uh, no, I gave my copy of DC Universe back to Greg before ever even playing it. Oh, I have my copy. I haven't opened it. Yeah. And maybe I never will. Uh, yeah. And finally, we're going to get to the topic of the week. What Wait, is what the topic the, uh, of the week? What about Metal Gear? What is this? Oh, all right. So you want to get Metal Gear out of the way first? Well, okay. Let me just go through. Greg, give me some notes here. Um, so Metal Gear Solid 4, you know, we did our top 100 modern game list. Oh, um, right, and Metal right. Gear Solid 4 is nowhere to be found on the list. It's like getting a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it got a 10. Jeff Haynes, uh, beyond alumnus, yes. uh, gave the Isn't game. is just alum? Uh, alumnus is singular, right? And alumni is uh, plural. I think you're right. I just, so I thought it would just be alum. It could be. Beyond alum. Uh, beyond alum. Beyond alumnus, though, would, would, be, would work too, no? Oh, I actually don't know. I think so. Someone will I think tell. Jim's looking it up. I'm not. I'm oh, just okay. reading my emails. <laughs> <laughs> so someone was, you know, writing in kind of angry about, about Metal Gear Solid 4 not being on the list. And I don't know if there's a specific letter here or not. I guess there isn't. Um, but I, he did want me to explain that the reason Metal Gear Solid 4 isn't on the list is because they decided collectively that Peace Walker would be on the list. And we only have one game per franchise on the list so that there's not, you know, clutter there. Because right. otherwise... You know, all three Resistance games would have to be on the yeah. list. Or I guess two. We only have... Well, no, three with Retribution. Yeah. 
Uh, and we would have to have both Uncharted games on the list, and we would have to have, uh, you know, both all, Mass Effects, know, both Mass Effects, and Gears of War, and Halo, and all, and, and it would be after a while, it would just be cluttered with, you know, Call of Duty and all those games. No, is that explained in the article? I think it is, and what what Greg said specifically is that when you if you read the the Metal Gear Solid Four entry or Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker entry, it explains why Metal Gear Solid Four isn't there, and I think that the rules do state that it 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 is. Uh, one game per franchise. Once you click through all 100 times to find it. Sure. Yeah. That's, you know. Although I, I am happy that Demon Souls made the list. Did it? Yeah. Resistance also made the What's, list. Uh, what number is Demon Souls? It, was, it, it made number 100, but it, was, it wasn't it was on the top PS3 games of all time, so it doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. <laughs> what, oh, Demon Souls? Well, yeah. you know, so that list was picked, you know, the PS3 list was picked by Clements, myself, and Greg. And none of us had a great affinity for that game compared to the other games well, who, on the list. who else in the office has an affinity for that game besides me? I don't know. I guess no one. But, I mean, there are games on there that, you know, that list isn't, isn't supposed to be everyone's opinion. It's supposed to be, you know, our opinion. I'm just giving you a hard time, Colin. And the PSN list, I'm really proud of the PSN list. And that was really only me and Greg. And some people have problems with that as well. What was awesome about that list is you actually gave someone the whole all the games. Yep, we gave one person yeah. a code that gave them all twenty five games for free, including. He's working on Shatter. Sly. He's working on Sly Four. He is working yeah. on Sly Four. Yeah, I'm actually friends with him on on the PlayStation Network. Wait, it was a single code that gave them yep. twenty five games. Yeah, how'd you guys work that out? It's pretty awesome. Sony hooked us up with it, and and uh, the guy actually took a video of himself redeeming the code, and then all of the downloads coming up in his download queue. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. Pretty huh? cool. Man, if I... If the future only. of gaming. I know. I always thought about if you just put in random string of numbers and letters, like, if you actually got something. I'm sure you could have eventually if you... Well, I think, I think they expire. I think oh, is that the way it is? I think oh, actually, so. I think you're right, because I had a, a GTA Chinatown Wars code for PSP, and I had it for, like, a year and a half, and I went to go use it finally, and uh, it didn't work. <laughs> um, okay, so the topic of the week and final news item is this. Jimmy Clements. With the release of Resistance 3, Sony is introducing something called the PSN Pass. Similar in nature to the efforts by EA, THQ, and others, the PSN Pass will be a one-use-only code that comes with Resistance 3 that will give gamers access to the title's online modes. This obviously discourages the resale of the game, and anyone who buys it, or u- buys it used or rents it will have to purchase the Pass on the PlayStation Store. Good. What is everyone's thoughts? Comments? No problem. You want to know why? Because sure. I don't care. Because you know, I, think, I think the grand majority of people have one system at home, they will go home, they will put this code in, and end of story. And that's it. But what if you want to run it? What, what if then you want to run it? Then run it and play the single-player modes to your heart, heart's content. To me, content. this doesn't benefit us, the consumers, at all. Yeah. It's only, it only benefits publishers. God damn it. You know what? I, I, I can't see you. Okay. I got Just lower it down a little bit. There, there we go. go. There you go. Yeah, there I hate it is. these microphones. We're fine. Calm. Right. We'll be okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, this doesn't benefit anybody, but... Uh, publishers and developers. Yeah, but don't we want to develop? I mean, don't we want the developers and publishers to get paid for the hard work they put into the game? Uh, yeah, but how, th- how would you feel if after Demon Souls came out, all those guys got fired because it didn't sell well, and then they never made another? Ne- then Dark Souls never got made. Well, this is would, this is a way for them terrible. to monetize online play. Yeah, people play online more than they play single player, right? Uh, so. To me, this there's a way you can there's a way you can do it for the benefits of everybody. I don't. This is not the way though, and I don't know what the way is, but clearly the business model we have now is broken. If they have to implement these these codes and these features, well, to me, I mean, it kind of goes back to what you were saying last week, which was you know maybe have a system where I think the happy medium would be to like sell the game, the single player game for thirty or forty dollars, and then if you want to access the multiplayer, you everyone pays for it, you know. 
right off the bat or whatever on PlayStation Network or whatever it is or use you know uh, for another ten or twenty dollars. And then that that way everyone you know has the option to just get the disc with the single player game, but you have to have that to play the multiplayer, and then everyone has to pay into that or not if you don't want to. Like for me, I don't care because I don't. I mean, Resistance I will definitely play online, but for most games. That doesn't really concern me, you know. Most developers I've talked to said the issue with they don't care about used games. It's uh, you know uh, that's fine. You can sell your, your games used. It's that they're not getting a cut of of the money. So GameStop takes a new game at sixty dollars, sells it for use at fifty five. They get it's all pure profit for them. I just can't. I mean, this is problematic to me, Ryan, because if you're going if you're going into the store a week or two after a game comes out and you're buying a used copy of the game for five dollars off. What is that all about? It's it's game. It's people do it. I can't believe that. Like, why wouldn't you just spend the extra five dollars and get the new game just just to have the game new? I mean, I can't. If you have fifty five dollars, I don't think sixty dollars is going to break the bank. Well, the issue now is, and GameStop's currently in a lawsuit about this. Is if someone buys the game used, because GameStop will likely sell the codes for these games as well. Like, oh, if you buy it, you know, oh, you know, you need a code to play this online. Here's the code. It'll be, you know, I don't know, probably five dollars, ten dollars, whatever. Um, but people buy the, like, so the, the lawsuit currently is now if someone bought a game used and it advertised on the package that you got the, you know, free included was a number of, um, downloadable content for free. Uh, but of course they bought it used and that content was not free. They had to pay for it. And they sued over that. Yeah. Wow. It was a class action. And, uh, I think so. I'm pretty, okay. it's, it's about a year old now. Okay. Uh, and so actually if you buying it used and then buying the content was actually cost more than buying it new, which we got the content free. So that's going to be, I think, an issue uh, going forward for them. They have to figure something out. Yeah. So GameStop might not be able to charge only five dollars cheaper for using. They might it's charge. kind of nuts that, that that they're even able. I guess what I'm saying is it's crazy that the marketplace demands these five dollar off used games for like we like that's just weird because they wouldn't do it if the market didn't well, demand it. With the market, I think I think used games actually helps the industry to some extent because a lot of people will only buy new games from trading in their old games. Like I think yearly copies of Call of Duty and Madden are sold based solely on people trading in old games yeah that's them. true but at the I, same, I don't know how much of how you know how much of that actually uh contributes to that like i don't know how big the pie is of used yeah. to new sales yeah yeah um, i don't know do you have any other thoughts on this run no not really man i guess I'm, I'm i'm just like i just don't care about all that you know like i i for the most part it doesn't it doesn't influence me because i always buy my stuff new to support the industry which usually means I just can I just have to put in a code if I want to play online. If I don't want to play online, I don't put in the code. Yeah, I mean that's I mean to me, you know, I guess I'm I'm of two minds with this. Uh, on one hand, um, I don't buy used games, and I really haven't bought used games since I was in middle school. Right. Like, so even when I, you know, like the, the last used game I bought, I, as far as I understand, as far as I remember, believe it or not, is Beyond the Beyond, which was a <laughs> which was a PlayStation RPG, which was a complete turd. So I'm actually glad I I bought it used. But uh, and that was I was in eighth grade, so that was in like 1997. Um, and uh, since then, I mean, even when I didn't have a lot of money in high school and I was working at a deli or whatever, and I only had you know very limited funds, and in college, obviously my funds were arguably even more limited. Um, I still bought games new because you know I, I kind of just want to have the new game, and you know with like N64 games and stuff, you wanted like you know fresh batteries and and, and the cartridge, and you know it's just you know what I mean. It's like yeah, I had to take those things into account. People were scratching the discs. PlayStation games, you know, the black discs were especially susceptible oh, yeah. to being you scratched. Never, you never wanted to get a disc-based game used. Yeah, it I mean, you you open those things up and they look like they went like through the fucking World War II. You yeah, know? it was nuts. I mean, like, Blu-rays are obviously much better now. I mean, they're hard to scratch. But yeah, back in the day, like those those black discs were like really really easy. I, know, to I, I rebought my my copy of Final Fantasy VII at GameStop, and it was mint. 
It's still mint. Very nice. I, I traded I have, it in and I bought it back two months later. I have a mint copy of seven as well. Yeah. My copy of seven is like in a state of disrepair. Um, like the, the, the jewel case. But the issue here is you can't borrow games really anymore to play online. Right. If you uh, uh, buy a used copy, you got paid to play online. If I like, I'm buying a copy of Demon Souls uh, used uh, import. Uh, if I wanted to play online, I'd have to put in code. I, you don't have to put in code, but you know, presumably at some point in the future, I would uh, for that type of game. Yeah. Uh, I just think the, uh, I think I, I just think locking out features that you have to end later pay is just a bad move. Um, and what, what ultimately has to happen is we have to move towards free-to-play model or a Netflix-style model, in which case it will all be irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you in the sense that this isn't the final solution for the problem that publishers and developers are, are seeing with monetary flow uh and um but at the same time like right now i think that the solution works and it, it makes sense because um you know there are you know four there are four units that are involved in the sale of a game well, so right? why are people buying used copies well because they want you know and i'm not judging someone that wants to buy used copy that's great they want it because it's cheaper exactly. and and, cheaper. and so the games, know, are too, games are too much money nowadays yeah and, well, and i don't disagree with that although we have to remember well i'll get to that in a second and I don't, I don't judge a person for wanting to buy used, especially because a lot of people buy used, and I know because I talk to people on, you know, on Twitter and I read comments and people, you know, message me and stuff, and they buy used games. A lot of people buy used games not because they're cheaper necessarily, but because they see game X and they're like, this game isn't worth sixty dollars, so I'm gonna wait until it's twenty and then I'll buy it. You know, because, I don't buy any games because, dollars. Because well, I do. I mean, that's what. But, but we have to remember something, and and what I think what's really important to remember, and a lot of people that listen to this podcast maybe are too young to remember, is that NES games and SNES games and Genesis games and N sixty four games were much more than sixty dollars sometimes. Not all of them. Fantasy Star was a hundred dollars when it came. There, there, Star there was select games that were expensive. Well, games with big batteries and big and big chips were more expensive. I bought Final Fantasy four or six rather, which is Final Fantasy three and Super Nintendo. I think for seventy five bucks. That was in nineteen ninety four. So inflated, that uh, with the inflated money now and stuff like that. Um, and, and that's a good excuse. But but Fantasy Star Four was a hundred dollars when it came out. You know what I mean? So games were more expensive back in the day. Uh and you know, I think NES games were forty or fifty bucks, except for like Dragon Warrior and games with big chips, Final Fantasy. Um but the point is is that games were more expensive at one time and when they games, were cartridge based, yeah. Yeah, because obviously they're more expensive than manufacturer. Right. Majora's Mask again Neo costs Geo cost a thousand dollars to get a game. Yeah, Neo Geo was really expensive, also because those games were scarce. Um but the point is, is that, yeah, maybe games are a little too expensive. I think games are expensive, though, because of the middleman. And like you said, like once the middleman's cut out, which is basically what you're talking about, then the, the problem will kind of solve itself. But at the same time, I look at this issue and I, you know, I see the four units that are involved in, a, in the sale of a game, which is the retailer and the consumer, but mm-hmm. then the publisher and the developer. Mm-hmm. And the money, most of the money in, 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 um, a new game sale is really funneled to the publisher and then to the developer, but but a used game, it, none of it's funneled to them. And so I understand why, if they can make a deal with GameStop, which will never happen, where they're like, we can we get a cut of the used game sales to make everyone happy, then that's. Right. But that obviously that's not going to happen. And also we're kind of we have to kind of deal with the fact that GameStop's really going to be irrelevant to what we were talking about last yeah. week in ten years. So I think it's just something we have to deal with in, for now. No, and then yeah, it's something definitely like that, it's a band aid. Yeah, it's a band aid. I agree. It's a bullshit band aid though. Is everyone satisfied with topic of the week? That was great. I guess so. Okay. I just think we should clarify this. This is, I think, so far what they said. Uh, it's a game by game basis. It's not going to be all. They, they didn't say it's going to be all first party or all first part or all right. third party. It, you know, uh, and they haven't talked about how much you'd have to pay for the pass if you bought. Yeah. Used. So here's my theory on that, and maybe comments. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. Oh, I, but we also should oh. say that uh, Sony also did this previously with two PSP games, Mod Nation Racers. With, and uh, SOCOM 
fire team bravo six or whatever it's called uh they did this entitlement path that you had to oh i remember that was socom actually yeah. i didn't know i think that it's only two games they've done so far but anyway continue okay. on but so my theory about psm pass is going to be this i think it'll be for resistance and i also think it's going to be attached to twisted metal and uncharted now i, th- I think and, uncharted I, is definitely a game. and i think that it will be ten dollars but okay. i think what would be really cool is if sony offered something on playstation store where you can buy $25 pass or something that for a year gives you access to any game that is locked under this umbrella and obviously they couldn't do that immediately but once more games maybe in 2012 start coming out that use it they can have this catch-all where it's like if you really want to buy used games or you rent games or you borrow games and you just pay $20 and the pass will unlock the online mm-hmm. most for everything because that doesn't seem like something that other companies have really done yet it's like something that uh, seems mm-hmm. to be more on a game-by-game basis so if they do it with all their first-party games then you know more power to him. I think that would be cool. Um, but I do cool. suspect that Twisted Metal and, and, and Uncharted will have the pass as well. But that's that. obviously not verified. It would be a real disaster for Twisted Metal since that game is all online. Um, it's not all online. There's, there's off. Yeah, off but that game's, that game's emphasis is uh, it's online gameplay. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? I don't think the emphasis on Resistance and Uncharted are online. Uh, the, I mean, the emphasis in Twisted well, Metal... Well, a million people have played the Uncharted beta. Hmm? A million people have played the Uncharted. Is that what they said? So I saw on, I saw it on Twitter late last night or something. Wow. I couldn't find a, like a, a source for that. Oh, it wasn't from Naughty Dog. It was someone uh, from like I couldn't find an actual story with actual data. It was just someone said, "Congratulations, Naughty Dog, on the millionth, whatever." I don't know. We'll have to look that up. That'd be an interesting. Story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I think that speaking of Twisted Metal, mm-hmm. I think that the focus is on multiplayer, but not necessarily online. I mean, they're split screen as well, right? Unless they've taken that out. Well, I think there's split screen. In, in Twisted Metal, you're saying? Yes. Then, I never played. I played the game, and I, I only played it online, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm, maybe, All the maybe. other previous games had split screen. I think like the the appeal for that game is like the on-the-couch multiplayer. That's exactly what I'm thinking, yeah. So. To me, the appeal is playing online, but okay. I'm not like a Twisted Metal fan, really. Right. Um, and obviously, you know, I guess resistance with the co-op campaign and stuff like that is going to... Um, or a game like Killzone, really, that has co-op campaign would be affected by that. But, but. see, like, just to go back to the, the PlayStation Plus thing, like, and, and not to, to go to Xbox here, but you're paying money to use Xbox Live to right. play your games online, and then you have to pay $10 to then unlock the online features. It's bullshit. Yeah, but I mean... And if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you need to pay more money to unlock. It's just, to me, that's just bullshit. Yeah, that's I mean, bullshit. I agree with you, but, but is Microsoft's first party publishing doing that? Like putting pat like if they are they going to do it with gears because um, if so then you're right yeah well it doesn't matter but they can't not, contr- you're paying ten dollars or what is it five dollars a month for Xbox I forget how much it is I don't pay for it now but you're, it's for online for all the games so it doesn't I don't think it matters that if Microsoft's doing it or not yeah but I guess the point I'm saying is that is that uh, they can't control what third parties are doing so if EA wants to sell Madden and say like you can't you no they, they can't. that's why Activision's doing their Call of Duty Elite because they know millions of people are playing Call of Duty online all the time and they're not seeing a dime of it so right. that's why they're doing that I, at the end of the day I think what like what, the reason Clemens agrees with it and I think the reason I agree with it you can tell me if I'm wrong is it's just that publishers and developers need to see more of the funds from the middleman and this if this discourages if you, if you use, like if you want more games to be made of the game you're buying then buy it new don't buy it don't spend the extra five bucks and then help everybody out yeah and like i said i can't understand the buying used for five dollars well, less they, i can understand they, buying they used mom, for ten dollars mom, mom comes in she says hey i want dead space three for my son and they say games like well you can get it five dollars cheaper if you buy it used here you go and she goes oh great and she doesn't understand like the concept i don't think yeah you're of, probably right of, of that i think even some even some devout gamers don't understand that concept because they're not in it for the economics well, yeah of some it. people don't give a shit about that yeah they're just it's cheaper i'm gonna buy it or i'll just pirate it 
So yeah. yeah, I mean the the fact that so many people still pirate games and torrent shit is just an indication that they don't give a shit about supporting the industry, which always frustrates me. Yeah, that's nuts. That, that I mean, that to me, I think renting games and buying used is fine. I think that that doesn't disqualify you yeah, as being a real gamer. Yeah, but pirating and torrenting, you know, games is. <laughs> That's, what, that's, that's, why clownery. That's, that's why we're all going to be at some point free to play because then there's, there's, they'll want you to pirate it. It's free to play. Only clowns pirate. Um, okay. So I guess that's it. That's it for Toto. Yeah, that I'm, was a, good. I'm not doing the, the Toto. To you don't, you don't have I don't to. I don't do that. That was good. Are you going to do the New Town? I'm not doing that either. No? Nope. Oh, I really like the New That's like my, I'm my favorite thing. I'm not doing any of that. All right. Well, all right. you guys know to hell. All right. Well, I probably will anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll see you there. So, uh, so that's the yeah. So that's the update. Should we do? Uh, should we do the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors? I suspect we yes. will. Um, oh god! I dropped some paper. Hold on. Two of these games might have came out last week. I don't really remember. So I just wrote them all down. Uh, Resistance Dual Pack came out today, or this week. So if you want to play Fall of Man Resistance Two, you can do that. Great. And you should because they're good. Uh, Earth Defense Force. Insect- How much is that, by the way? I think it's thirty or forty dollars. If it's thirty, it's pretty good value. I think it's forty. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't know for sure. <clears throat> um, Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon. Oh, man. I was watching Anthony play this. I don't know when his reviews. I think it's out. We can talk about it. Uh, yes, it the is game, out. The game's so we can out. talk about the game. His review is not live yet, though. Uh, it looks pretty fun. I must say. It's, yeah, uh, it's I forty it. bucks. Forty bucks, and it's got. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it has drop in, drop out co op. But you can't play it online. You can play it co-op online. And I don't think it's put in a code to play it online, but it used either. Uh, it looks like it's damn fun. It's, 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 it is damn fun. I was half asleep when I went up to the Capture Bay to help Anthony play some split screen for his uh, review. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord, I was having a good time, and I, wasn't, I was barely conscious. It definitely looks, you know, it. it's a low budget, but I think, uh, I think this is an instance where the gameplay will just... Yeah, it's, it's like the perfect example of a game where, you know, okay, yes, this game doesn't look particularly good, but it's fun, and there's jetpacks in this yeah. one. Um, fun is what matters yeah who cares what a game looks like that's the least important thing about a game i keep saying that over and over again it's the least important thing how a game controls you're wrong how man. it plays the presentation values in terms of is it easy to find what you're doing and what like what you need to do and where you need to go i think, and stuff I like think that. that's the number of polygons isn't the the end all be all but the art style is yeah i mean there's yeah a i mean big that's difference that, well that enhances the game but i think that you can have a solid game that looks like look at like i i don't you know i love river raid on atari 2600 that game looks like crap you know but that game's fun as hell. Who cares? And remaking it or retouching that game would make no sense because the game is fun in, in the essence of what it is. I think the way a game looks and sounds is important in, in terms yeah. of taking okay, it away. This is for a different... Hold different on a topic. second, though. No, no, no. This, 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 yeah, this no, is no, the no, conversation I'm, I'm podcast. I'm hosting the show, goddamn no, no, Jim, all we're, right. all, we're all hosting it. Shut up. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is that video games are video games, mm-hmm. right? That's so right. by definition, if you are a developer and you're making a video game, you have to care about what it looks like. You can't just ignore the video part and just do the game part, or else you should just make a board game or a card game or something. And even then, you could argue there's some art style there and uh, how it's presented. But like you, I'm not saying that it that 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 the visuals take precedence over the gameplay, but it is supposed to be a visual, audio, and sensory experience. It's combining all those together. So if you are lacking. I mean, if it's the ugliest game of all time, even if it was like a really, if it was co- at a cool idea or something, or the gameplay was fun, I mean, if it looks so terrible that it's just, why would you do, why would you play that as opposed to a game that not only plays well but also looks 
looks nice. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I, I think yeah. I love when a game looks great and sounds great. All I'm saying is that when you take everything a game does into account, gameplay, the essence of the gameplay and the way the game feels, controls, that's what's most important. You know, are you having know. fun with the game? Killer Seven plays like shit, but it's still a fun game because it looks awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'd, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really. I guess I'm coming up and and really enjoying more retro games or whatever. And I look at those games now, and I'm like, these games look like crap, but they they still play better than most of the games we play today, frankly. Well, but so, but there's a there's a there's a point to be made about are those visuals uh, conducive to the gameplay? As in, you know, yeah, the game may look like crap, but can you understand what's happening on the screen? Is it like, are, are you able to like take all this in, this visual information in, and does that translate into the gameplay? Because then that's good, because then the game can quote unquote look like crap in our opinion. But if like those visuals are feeding into making that gameplay experience good, I would say that that it's still it could still be a good looking game. Yeah, you know I take I mean? that into account. I take that into account with uh, with you know a game that comes to mind about uh, that that's visually striking that enhances the gameplay is Outland. Um, right but not all games are like that i don't think i guess what i'm saying is that like you know graphical fidelity is important i understand what you're saying you know what i mean you know what i mean yeah it's like it's important but but it's it's you know the essence of gaming is gaming you know not looking at something that's pretty that's that's no, that's I, art i no i would i mean <clears throat> it doesn't have to be pretty but it's still like if you like i said if you're choosing to make an interactive visual medium then the, you have already decided to video video has to be as important as the other things not as important. I'm not but saying, it's, but it's important. Had to, had to be more important than the others, but I yeah, think equally. They they kind of they have to all fit together. Yeah, because you know, or else it's not it's not a video game. It's just a game. All right, next we're moving on. All right, we need the PlayStation Store update. Oh yes, I've got that covered for you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, this week we had a shit ton of stuff actually, uh, including PlayStation Move Ape Escape. For nineteen ninety nine, what do you think about that? So this is expensive. a download move game. It's a downloadable yes. move game, continuing the quote beloved Ape Escape saga. End quote. The beloved Ape Escape. The saga? beloved Ape Escape okay. saga. I is, like Ape Escape. But yeah, I didn't know it was a saga. Uh, it has fifteen diverse levels filled with over five hundred different monkeys to capture. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, also, there are some uh, PS1 classics here, some imports mm-hmm. that I thought had some interesting names. There's okay. Rapid Angel mm-hmm. and Yakiniku Bugyu. Okay. Bu- Bugyu, Bogyu. I'm not sure how to say that. But it's, uh, it's a game based on Yakiniku, the Japanese grilled meat, as a theme. Players that will become a Yakiniku master, you must prepare and cook the food and attend to your customers to level up the chef's scale. Okay. Come on, we have breaking news. What? What is it, buddy? It's not. It's not amazing breaking news. Uh, Konami announces Castlevania: Harmony of Despair for PlayStation Three. Yes. What's that? I love it. That's the downloadable game that came out to Xbox Live oh, last nice, year, nice. like the multiplayer Symphony of the Night style um, game. Let's see when it's coming. Awesome. Um, awesome. That was supposed to be good, right? Yeah, that game was supposed to be a lot of fun, and I love me some Castlevania. I know. Why don't do. they release this don't... later this summer on PS? Excellent. So it'll be about a year since it was on Xbox. Um, <laughs> So that that's fits, also, in, that fits into the also usual Also added to the PlayStation version is the quote beauty desire in situation dire map pack. Cool. Cool. I'm excited about that. That's good news. Also for all you Mortal Kombat fans out there, you can download the Kenshi DLC which came out this week. Uh he is a character from I want to say uh, Arm- uh Mortal Kombat Armageddon Who? or whatever it's called. I have no idea. Kenshi or do- he has the the blind um, on, yeah he is a blind swordsman a blind telekinetic swordsman no he's in the, he's in the, one of the original games he's a fighter uh, he's deadly not, alliance maybe i think so yeah 
maybe. Uh, anyway, I forgot where he originally cropped up, but he is back, and he's pretty badass. But it's still five dollars for a single character. That's bullshit. Now, by all the right. Way. So here's here's the Should thing. Should be a dollar. Here's the thing that I would like to point out to a lot of people. Okay. You yes, if uh, characters are a huge addition to a fighting game because they are basically a core part of the experience. They have to be they have to be uh, taken into account in terms of balancing, in terms of not only their visual design but their audio design. I mean, there's a ton of shit. It, this is not just like a costume, so I understand <laughs> that. But you also have to think about it like what what did the original roster have? Like something like twenty five characters. I mean, I forgot what the roster did. But think about all the characters that you paid for at the beginning. And now you're paying an entire five dollars more for just a single ec- extra character. See, to me, this is a good. This would be a good free-to-play game. You just you you pay you, you you pay per character. You you pay for whoever you want to fight as. Because to me, taking characters out of what could have been in, in the single in the, in the full game and then yeah. charging five dollars for is bullshit. I just I just I, I I disagree with that pricing. I'm I definitely don't I buy think, that. Yeah, I, I buy don't. the game used and then buy it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It, it rubs me the wrong way. I understand. Like, if I was, if, if you know, I, I like Mortal Kombat a lot. So if I was just, like, really hardcore playing this game and five bucks for another character, I'd totally buy it. I mean, I totally understand why people want to go out and buy that. And think, $5 isn't a lot of money in the grand scheme of things, considering that is a single beer at a bar. That's I think how I, I, always I like Capcom's it. model of sort of re-releasing the game down the road with not only new characters, but new, uh, new modes and shit. And charging only forty bucks for it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's not the best model either. But hey, Colin, you know we have talked about Burnout Paradise a lot on Podcast Beyond. Do you agree? Yes. Um, over the years, that's got a great intro, by the way. What's that? With the uh, Guns and Roses. I love <laughs> yes. it. Good for so, trophies too. I would like to point out that Burnout Paradise full game plus bundle. Okay. So this is let's see. This bundle contains the full digital version of Burnout Paradise with all cars and bikes unlocked. So you can jump right into your favorite ride. The bundle also includes the Boost Special Cars, the Hawker Mech, and the Carson Extreme Hot Rod. This entire bundle is seven ninety nine. We also for, have, for the game for the game with everything unlocked. Wow. We also, have, we also have more breaking news, gentlemen. Yes. Uh, Neil Berger is the director of the Uncharted Drake's Fortune movie. Wait, no, it's not called Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Just the Uncharted movie. The director is Neil Berger. Who is that? What has he done? Um, What has Neil done, Jim? Tell me. Uh, I'm reading. Tell me. Reading. I will say that our voices do sound really different in this in these in the setup. My God. My God. Is that glass bulletproof? Oh, by the way, <laughs> for those who haven't seen Independence Day recently, fucking Jane from Firefly is in that movie. I had no idea. Yeah. He directed so young. Uh, the movie Limitless. Limitless? Does, any, does anyone know what that movie is? I have no is? idea what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. What else? I don't know. I, Metal Gear. I, I, I don't know. I don't, don't want to. Let's, let's move on. Okay. okay. There'll be and something up on IGN eventually. Guess, uh, guess what PlayStation Mini we have for today, Kyle? Um, I'm sorry for it, this week. Is it Ninja something? It's Ninja Mirai. Yeah. Or Ninja Mirai. Ninja Mirai? I like Ninja Mirai. Yeah. How much is it? It is one seventeen dollars. Oh, one ninety nine. Okay, yeah, that's a reasonably <laughs> price. That's also uh, the minis. That's a broken. That's a broken business. Oh right yeah. yeah, really? Are they making any money <laughs> off of those? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. 
Uh, if you're if you're a developer, you do not want to release a mini no, exclusively. It's, it's a, there, I, I haven't played many of them, so I don't know. I know that the quality of most of them, talking to other editors, have been, has been pretty poor. But that a space shooter for two bucks, that game was fucking awesome. Uh, can those, do those translate to Vita? Do we know if you can play minis on Vita? I don't know. I assume you would. Yeah, I, I imagine that you probably would. Because you can play the PSP downloadable games on Vita, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't see why you would I sure to. hope so, because I'm going to rock some Dissidia on that shit. Um, I do want I do want to add something by the way because okay. I saw this on PlayStation Blog right before we got in here and I wanted to just bring it to everyone's attention since we will not this will ha- this will start before the next episode of podcast yeah okay um, next week they're doing a summer sale on PlayStation Store and I thought it was pretty interesting because these ten games are thirty percent off for everyone and fifty percent off if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber and when I look at the list of games I'm like these are all pretty damn good games that I'm we ready. have on this list so you're ready? List. I'm gonna read them all give me the read list them. Back to the Future the game full okay. series. The full series? Uh, yep. For PlayStation, so I'm just going to read the PlayStation Plus price right. for every one of them. So, so that's half off. So it's $9.79 for all of them. Chime Super Deluxe, which uh, is quite fun, is uh, $4.89. Dead Space Extraction is $7.34. Hardcore Uprising is $7.34. Oh, I need to get that. Pac-Man shot. Championship Edition DX is $4.89. Pixel Junk Shooter 2 is $4.89. I'm, yeah, that's right. Okay. Risk Factions, which I had a lot of fun with, is $4.89. Shank is $4.89. Scott Pilgrim is $4.89. Swarm, which I really loved, is $4.89. And Tales from Space about a blob is $7.34. I own half those games, but I'm going to be buying everything I don't own because it's pretty damn cheap. I need to get Hardcore Uprising. I don't know why I missed that. I have it, and I'm not, like, super blown away by it because it's, uh, I don't know, I I, I didn't spend much time with it. But uh, it's fun, and it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm just an Arc System Works fan, so. I understand. The best game on that list, in my opinion, Pac-Man's pretty damn good. Shatter. Yeah, Shatter's pretty good, damn good, but it's not on there. Yeah, Swarm is a really good game, too. I don't yeah. think a lot of people played it, though. Um, so that's that. Should cool. we move on to some reader mail? Wrap yeah, things up? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing, um, I would like to point out, Kyle, that we've been recording for 53 minutes. Oh, okay. So. Well, now, we'll be quick, is that, is that, it's a new laptop we got over there, It right? is a new laptop. So it's really, it's Does it pretty. shut off after an hour of recording now, or do we know? No, it does not shut okay. off. We can actually record longer than an hour now. We, 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 can all, we, could, we could always record for longer than an hour. You're just doing it wrong. What happened? Uh, in the old garage band we had set up, uh, it, it was designed to cut off at a certain time, but you can change that in the options. Oh. Uh, oh, by the way, so the first thing for, I guess, pick of the week with a question mark, Greg put, uh, Kevin Garaventa wrote us in and said, you have to mention on the podcast that Burnout Paradise Complete Bundle is $8 on the PSN store. So we there get it to is. it. I'm sorry I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, but beyond to you, Kevin. Um, and I guess that will be our pick of the week. Just uh, it's I'm such going a- Earth Defense Force. Uh, all right. Actually, yeah, to be totally fair, I would, I'm really excited to play that game. Uh, I don't really have an opinion, so I'll just go. I'll rent it. At the very least, rent it and check it out. Yeah, rent it. If you've got like a sleepover or something this weekend. A sleepover? Yeah. So I want to know when how how old can you be for where it's still socially I think acceptable? Pre high school. Once you get into high school, I sleepovers. Well, I was yeah, crashing no, so at yeah, my friends' crashing, houses. Crashing, you don't sleepovers. Yeah. Sleepovers like something you plan ahead. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring my games over. We're gonna play this. We're gonna, we're gonna do. But that. I think you could totally plan a crash ahead. You could be like, oh, yeah. yo, let's just game all night, and then I'll pass out there. It's just, just call different about, things. It's You're all about the phrasing. Yeah. I, I still remember that how traumatized I was when I was like really young. But I, I, I was still asking like my friends, hey, you want to come over and play? And they'd be like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, let's come play. And you're like, they don't say put, that you put on your Put on your play clothes. That, then, was, that was the big thing with my mom. Change your jeans. Put on your play clothes. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, 
Yeah, no, I think that, you know, I think about, like, sleeping over my, my good friend's houses uh, when I was young and you'd sleep. Or at least, you know, we would wa- stay up and everyone would go to bed. We'd watch, like, Beavis and Butthead because I was, like, really illicit. And, like, <laughs> and then I would, like, I would like sleep on the floor next to them. But then, like, when we were older and I'd sleep at their house, you know, or at, at this particular friend's house. You just I would, like porn. Sleep, well, yes, that. But then I, but I, but we, I would, like, sleep on the couch downstairs, you know. Because mm. I know you kind of have to separate and give, give each other their own space. No, see, like a sleepover is like, oh, you know, weekend, you, you go rent, you get to rent one game, you know. That was, or, I or did always games. love the whole, like, you go as a group and you guys all rent a game or, or a movie together or yeah. something and then yeah. you go check it out. Those were the days. Those were the and days. those days are long behind us yes. now. Yes. Now, now life's so depressing. I know, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> now, it's like, now it's like, you got you want to come over and, uh, and hang out? No, I got about 4,000 things to do. So. And I have to pay my bills. So go fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. My God, I have my to pay this God. Verizon bill. Um, okay. All right, so. Who, uh, now, who, now, who, who is that you're intimidating? Or you're... you're who is that? What my God? Is that Jeff Haynes? No, that my the, God. We're doing an, an Independence Day quote. It's this general in Independence Day okay. that's like that's advising the president, and he has the exact same "my God" expression on his face for the entire <laughs> movie. And every emotion is somehow tampered with this like face of like "my God." And, like, <laughs> he does say it though, thing. and, he, and he actually does say "my God" at some point. Like a Metal Gear reference? Or something. Yeah, no, it was not. Metal Gear. Yeah. Yes. Um. So we have a reader mini review from uh, someone, and I want you to read it, Clemens. Okay. It's right I'm here. ready. Thank you. It's the big, uh, big paragraph here? Yeah. All from right. David. This is from David, associate editor at IGN One Up Entertainment applicant. I don't know. Okay. Applicant. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it's a, oh. I didn't really. I think he's applying for something. Oh, he's an applicant. Oh, he's. Okay, I see. I see. Okay, got it. This is for Monster Hear Me Roar is a PS mini that takes a similar concept of Pac-Man, but adds its own mix to the table. You're a monster that looks like something from Where the Wild Things Are, but more colorful. The object of the game is to consume as much floating balls as, <laughs> All right. uh, as, you, as All you can, right. called Dream Essence, until the time runs out and the amount of dreams you eat determines the type of star you get from bronze to gold. So once you get to the biggest form, you feel unstoppable. You just run over everything and eat everything, and it's pretty fun, and the music kicks in, just makes you feel like a badass. That was quite the sentence. You are also given abilities which let you fart dash, slash, and roar. There are also pickup items such as rotten cheese that lets you puke on other monsters, rendering them vulnerable, or chili soup that allows you to let out a huge fart blowing up other monsters nearby. So if you want some nasty humor that I would... Then I would recommend this game. It's actually free for PS Plus members, which should be about everyone right now. That's true. Okay. All right, then. So there's that. Hand that over. So I would say that, that was, if you that are... That was a great review. If you are an applicant for... Jesus, Jim. If, if you're an applicant for a position, I would just recommend just make sure you go through that. Uh, trim down those sentences a little bit. Just be careful. Yeah. This is just different for everybody. For a review for me, I want to know how you felt playing the game. I don't want like a list of bullet points of what exactly. the game has. Right. You know, I don't care about that. Remember, there is no such thing as an, a review with no opinions in it. Right. A review is an opinion. Right. Anyone who tells you otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. So don't be afraid to put in your opinion. I also have no idea what the game's about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I still don't really understand. It. Um, okay, so questions. Let's see. I don't know what I want to read. You're gonna. We have some. We have some one-off questions, and you're gonna answer all of Greg's questions sure. for him. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I'm pretty qualified to do that. I think. Okay, this is from Knighted Calm Moriarty Superfan, Jonathan Cordero. Um, Greg slash Jim, you're not a fan of Marvel Universe compared to the DC Universe. If Marvel blinked the continuity like DC is this summer, could they win you over? 
No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ryan. Yes. Game already released this year that you wish you could have reviewed. Uh, that's a good question. Can I pass? No. All right. Um, already released this year that I wanted to review. Uh, I wanted. I kind of wanted to review the Transformers game that Arthur reviewed because I wanted to check it out. Okay. So there's that. Um, and he asked me the best documentary you watched recently. Um, I watched this awesome HBO documentary about um, about uh, Bobby Fischer, the chess player. Um, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it was on demand as of a week ago, so you can just go check it out if you have HBO on demand. It was very good, and I like Bobby Fischer, and I like chess a lot. So, um, Let's see. Uh, Sam asked, how is Ryan doing in the Super Street Fighter HD 4th Anniversary competition? Or SSHD, is that? Oh, su- oh su- I'm sorry. Super Stardust. Stardust. HD 4th Anniversary uh, competition. I have, I have not participated in it. I was going to say, Street Fighter hasn't been out for four years. Yeah. Uh, Clements, I haven't told you about this, but at E3, I, I told on the last podcast, I talked about this too, uh, I was playing the Vita game. And the producer, who I think he was producer there, he's like, yeah, only one guy beat it so far. And he's this guy at IGN, he's like, the spiky red hair or whatever. I was like, that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And now, I mean, You that's... played it. You must you just sat there and played it until you beat it. I don't yes, know. correct. But I mean, I did it in one sitting yeah. without dying. And But at the same time, don't think that's a feat. I mean, I think it's just because that game can be very overwhelming for someone that's just kind of coming in at first and like giving it a shot. That's probably why people weren't beating it. Because, I mean. Well, they were showing, when I played it, they were I showing me all the features and, yeah. and I was not, not able to really pay attention to yeah, the screen I mean, which is usually the way it is when at a demo like that i got bored of it well that's awful taste then that you have yeah because that game's awesome dark souls october 4th <laughs> pre-order now um <laughs> pre-order now. let's see I, oh, this is an interesting question this right. is from fran not fran mirabella i suspect by the way we're reaching an hour's mark okay and we'll, france, we'll france hair is following me on twitter by the way france hair is, yeah. a, is a new twitter oh good no. at france hair I, it might be Fran underscore hair. It's Fran. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Fran asks, I'm looking to get an N64 and I'm just looking for some game recommendations. This is an interesting question. Uh, Goldeneye, obviously. Mm. Uh, I say uh, WCW versus NWO Revenge, not the other one. I get Revenge. Okay. That's Those are the games? No. Uh, well, let me, I'm not about done what about like you know Ocarina of Time? Oh yeah, Ocarina of Time, Mario sixty four, obviously a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, right. I actually liked uh, Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark's a good game. Uh, yeah. That game's crap. Oh, okay. Uh, it really wasn't crap. It's crap. Um, I would say my favorite Zelda game is Majora's Mask, and I would definitely say to pick that one up. I'll get both of them. Also, um, Konami released a game called Hybrid Heaven, which is pretty good. That was on N sixty four, and uh, I really like Castlevania sixty four, even though a lot of people don't don't no, enjoy don't it very much. I don't recommend. Uh, it. So I recommend you pick that up as well. Isn't that right, Jim? No. Um, <laughs> Wait, we got to think of more. There's more games than that. Come on. Uh, there are. I mean, a lot of first party stuff. I mean, you can play uh, Jet Force Gemini. You can play um, Pilot Wings. Was pretty good. That was a launch game, and it was only two launch games, so they, they you didn't have much to, to select from. I still remember going to Toys R Us today. They had Mario sixty four up. I was just blown the fuck away. I'm not a huge fan of that game, to be honest. Really? Yeah. The the, the revolutionary platformer. That that's, re- that's right. That's the one. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's a good one. <laughs> Colin, you cracked me up. You should uh, host more often. Uh, well, maybe I will one day when when Greg isn't here again. Yes. Um, so Alex G asks, "What do you guys think about developers picking up a franchise where another left off, such as with the new Sly Cooper? Does it make you nervous that they will not do as good of a job or know the IP well enough?" I, we talked about this last week with Uncharted. We were thinking that mm. the next Uncharted games would be handed off. To yeah, and that doesn't really concern you, right? Uh, no, because like I said, the, the blueprint's already there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you saw any of the video of the first Sly 4, it looks like Sly Cooper. I mean, there's obviously 
some it, it doesn't it would be the pie look different if sucker punch was doing it you know it'd have that sucker punch touch to it right but i think the blueprint's already there um i think uh for something like uncharted for example same writers on the game uh you probably even get some of the uh um artists uh from that game on there too uh, I don't think it's as big of an issue as it may have used to be years ago. Like, I'd probably think of a famous game to switch developers and turn out to be shit the next one. Well, the, the, the you know, he's talking specifically about Sly Cooper, obviously, so he's talking about Sucker Punch to Sanzaru. Now, when I saw Sly 4 at E3, the game looked immaculate, basically. Uh, just the, the, the demo that we saw looked just like a Sly game. So, like you were saying, like, that looks like Sly Cooper. It plays like Sly Cooper. Who knows how what the final product yeah. will look like? I mean, that was obviously a well-polished you know, but I, I'm really excited to play that game, and I think it will, I don't think you're really gonna be able to tell the difference. Um, another game that comes to mind is Mega Man Nine and Ten, which were not done by Capcom at all; they were yeah. done by any creates. So, um, and those play just like old Mega Man games that you wouldn't know the difference. Um, There's gotta yeah. be some examples of, of series that have switched developers and who turned out to be shit. I'm trying to. Yeah, think. I'm trying I, to I know there have been. I'm trying to think of something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know why anything's coming. Uh, oh, I mean, Fallout Three to Fallout New Vegas. Okay, I mean, a lot, a, a, lot of, a lot of people had problems with Fallout. I think New Vegas is a better game, but it definitely didn't run better. Um, and Obsidian has this this uh, stigma of not doing well with that in those kinds of situations, um, whether or not people because well, of KOTOR the and day, KOTOR but too. But at the end of the day, though, the, yeah, KOTOR, yeah. But at the end of the day, the the games looked and played similar. Yeah, because because Bethesda Game Studio already made the blueprint, like you said, yeah. and so the, you're and they, just, they oversaw most of it. You're basically modding well. the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's much more complicated than that. But I mean, and look at the Uncharted Vita game; it looks like an Uncharted game. Yeah, it does. That game yeah. looks beautiful. It's just like Drake's Fortune. Yeah. You have any input? Uh, I will say that I agree that it it can make me nervous because I mean things can happen. So if it's not the the original creators, I always get like a little. You know, I I, I hold my reservation. Wait, I have my reservations uh, for a while, but you know. Have holding faith. a reservation is a Seinfeld uh, thing, you know, when, when he goes to the car thing and he's like, you took my reservation, but now you must hold the reservation because they give the car reservation away. And he, he goes, he, he reserves the car, and then he goes and gets the car and it's not there anymore. He's like, anyone can take a reservation. <laughs> I, think, reservation. I think the games are just so much money nowadays that a risk, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. A, a risk like that is something that you have to be very careful about and where, you know, if you're going to have another developer take on an Uncharted it's gonna be a very big budget project. You're obviously not gonna go and fuck it up intentionally. Plus, I'm sure Naughty Dog will send their people over. I mean, when when we saw Sly and they were talking about the game, Sanzar was saying that they're in contact with Sucker Punch like regularly, like you know, multiple times a week, yeah. and they send them builds of the game and they're yeah. giving them feedback. And so it's everyone, like, everyone was concerned when when David Jaffe left God of War, the God of War team to do something else, and then they brought in Corey Barlog uh, to do God of War two, uh, and it turned out to be an awesome game. Yeah, and then Stig came in for three. Yeah. Yeah, um, is that his name? Yep. No? Stig Osmussen. Yep. Met him at uh, Dice. Cool. Did you guys like fight gods together? No, we didn't fight gods together. All right. He's a good guy though. God, I am. You know, I, I got to apologize to the Beyond community here because I'm I'm actually like ha- half dead right now. It's okay. I did not feel well. You're tired. Yeah, I'm just very sleepy. You're feeling a little ill. We'll no, do two no, more. No, quick, we'll do two more quick fires and then we'll we'll wrap this this bastard up. All right. Um, so yeah, Zach asks, I, Oh shit. You know what? Yeah. yeah well, it needs to go fast. Cause I need to edit this before Megan gets okay. in here. So. We'll do it. We'll do it quick. Zach asks quickly, Ryan, what is the most recent anime that you have watched? Uh, fuck. Come back to me. What is that one about? Fuck. Come back to me. Is that the anime you're talking about? Is it fuck hyphen come back to me? Yeah. Colon. Uh, Greg's, all right, all right, yeah, colon. Greg slash Jim, who would win in a fight? Chloe or Elena? Uh, I always go with, uh, Chloe is the brunette. 
Yes. I so I think Chloe hot stuff. She I, she would I, definitely win in a fight. Yeah, uh, Greg fight. thinks Elena's hot. I'm like, that's bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, Elena's, Elena's really cute. Chloe's a sex also, pot. Also, uh, sex pot. Just, just to let you guys know, uh, the I finally finished the second season of Haruhi Suzumiya. So that's what I watched. Okay, good. I started playing uh, Cityville. So John Shepard, who used to work at EA, works at Zynga now, an executive, sent me a Cityville invite. And I generally delete those. But when John Shepard sends you mm. one, you're like, all right, I'll check it out. I'll give this guy a bit of a doubt. Because, you know, we're friends. We chat. Uh, and we're now actually neighbors in Cityville. Oh, that's cute. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not really feeling the, 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 I can't. I, I don't get the games. Shocking. So the thing with those games are is you can play. They're free to play. And you can play them as long, for free as long as you have friends that you can invite. Because you... Uh, you build communities and then you have to um, hire people to run like the buildings and you can invite your friends to hire them. They don't actually do anything, but they just hired into the building and you can, or you can pay money to, to hire a bot. So once you run out of friends, you have to start paying money. Sounds thrilling. Yeah. What does this have to do with anything that we were just talking about though? I don't understand. Huh? Yeah, I don't really what get was the segue where, where did the segue come I don't know. from? Okay. Well, Ryan's talking about anime. Oh, uh, okay. Know. Well, that was a good segue. Then. Uh, <laughs> Zach asked me, and this will be a question that interests Jim as well, is uh, who is my favorite New York Islanders player? It can be past, present, or both. Obviously, who's my favorite player of all time, Jim? Oh, um, I think it was a fighter, right? No. No? A scorer. It's Billy Smith. Um, uh, but my favorite player on the, on the Islanders right now is a fighter. And who, who is he, Jim? Is a, uh, oh, uh, Trevor Gillies? Yes. That guy's a complete uh, animal. Favorite, favorite Islander. I, I think, I think, uh, I think Ziggy Pop is my favorite Islander. Of all time? Yeah. Certainly one of the, I was watching something on Islanders Point Blank and they were talking about how he might be one of the best Islanders of all time and I don't disagree. Obviously Pierre Turgeon's the best Islander of all time. Uh, most pure skilled Islanders player of all time. Who, Pierre Turgeon? Uh, or Ziggy Pop? I'm going to kill Ziggy you Paulfin. both. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, and then the final quick fire <laughs> questions come from Steven. Uh, he asked Ryan, what's the best gaming event you've ever gone to? E3, packs, whatever. Uh, probably the first time I went to Tokyo Game Show was pretty monumental. What, what year me. was that? Uh, 2008, I want to okay. say. Okay. I think. Man, it's been a while. <clears throat> I always say this GDC is the best event to go to. If you want to uh, network and meet people and try to get your foot in the door somewhere and meet people, like GDC, you're going to... Like I said, I was smoking cigarettes with um, Evan Wells and Naughty Dog just one night randomly at 2 in the morning. Like, would never happen normally. Uh, wouldn't happen at E3 probably, but GDC because everyone's centralized in San the Francisco, W. Yeah, basically and the W is where it goes. Yeah, go to the W during GDC uh, at you know between uh, ten and two. And you're, gonna, you're gonna meet some awesome people. <laughs> ten and nine, two in the morning. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Greg slash Jim. It seems that Shatter is Colin's favorite PSN game, and Super Stardust is Ryan's. What's yours? Uh, I don't really have a favorite PSN game. Okay. Demon Souls. Demon Souls. My only game. And Colin, what's your favorite rap rock group? Uh, oh. If we're talking about rap rock in its purest form, I would have to say 311, although they're not really I'll a rap rock. I'll send you a video, a video link to the uh, Jimmy Kimmel performance. Oh, I, I saw it. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. Soulless performance. Yeah, they're really, they're getting oh. old. They're getting real old. Um, New album drops two weeks, by the way. Yeah, I'll pick it up still, but yeah. um, but favorite rap rock band, like rap rock, rap rock band? Hard to say. I mean, Rage Against the Machine was pretty awesome. Oh, man, they were so good. Um you know, their, their their politics don't match up with mine, but they're complete hypocrites, so that makes me feel like I can be a hypocrite and listen to them, even though I don't agree with anything they say. And on that note, Ryan, take me home. Cool. Uh, well, remember, you can email us at beyond.ign.com, uh, and we're going to have more info on the Live 200 episode extremely soon. I think Greg is already starting to confirm yep. attendees. Greg has confirmed, so some of you already received confirmations. Yes. Uh, there's tuned. only three more episodes before 200, so we're only recording three more episodes, uh, and then episode 200 will be live yes. in san francisco um 
Yeah. And also, of course, remember, you can follow us all on Twitter. Yes. Clements is Plum Cider. P-W-A-M. Cider. Um, no taxation. Jim is at Jim Riley. No yes. space. No space. And now you really can take me home. There you go. Uh, let's take end it. me home tonight. <laughs> Let- Let's end it with a, uh, an email that came from Eric Osborne, who writes that he's been listening to the show for over four years, huge fan, and would like to submit a song from his band, Maya Proxy, uh, some homies from o- Oklahoma City. Uh, two of these homies are PlayStation and PSB nutsos, and they would be absolutely honored to hear their song on the show. Your you, can find, you can find more info on this band at www.themayaproxy.com. Um, and let's play a song called Sometimes. And that's about all there is to Thanks it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Colin. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. That was fun. Goodbye. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.